0: You so You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and
1: extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Fill My Cup, the podcast that makes you feel better. We release two episodes a week. On Sundays, we talk you through the big stuff, the things you're probably struggling with right now. And on Wednesdays, we bring you a pick-me-up, an activity or something to listen to to give you a little mood boost. And today, we're starting with gratitude. When I say the word gratitude, what do you think? Chances are you're picturing a person sitting in the corner of a cool cafe, writing in a leather-bound notebook, right? Or one of those Instagram tiles with some sort of quote. ...or a TikTok with a stream and a calming voice. But gratitude is much more than showing online about how you've reached self-actualisation. It is a real practice and one that some people swear by. So I've brought in an expert, Dr Caitlin Harkness, host of the Wisdom for Wellbeing podcast... ...and founder of the Holistically Orientated Therapy Practice of the same name... ...as well as being an award-winning clinical psychologist and yoga instructor... She's here to tell us exactly how to use a gratitude journal without feeling like a wanker.
0: So, why does gratitude work? Well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because we often think gratitude is this sort of hippie dippy, you know, good vibes only practice. And I do not endorse the good vibes only framework. I think toxic positivity is really problematic in so many areas of our lives. There is a host of research of evidence that supports well-being practices. And the reason is actually if we look at our brains from an evolutionary framework, we have a negativity bias. So what this means is that we evolve to survive. Our brains are wired to notice the negative and we need to actively cultivate neural pathways that allow us to engage in gratitude, in appreciation, in thankfulness, to notice the moments of joy in our life. But it doesn't happen naturally. This is why gratitude practices have been developed because we need to actually set the time aside to cultivate reflection, to improve our mood. You know, the stat is essentially with that negativity bias you have in your brain, you've got a three to one ratio. So you need to then balance it out by actively cultivating that focus on these moments of joy of the people and things that you appreciate in your life. In terms of how you actually then cultivate a gratitude practice, I would suggest setting time aside to sit down, to write, and reflect. The reason I suggest writing is that when you write things down, you can come back and reflect on them again. So if we're going with that three-to-one ratio, you know, and you're thinking about all of the people you perceive who slighted you during the day or the things that went wrong, yet there have very likely been some moments of joy someone who held the door for you at the coffee shop, a family member who sent a kind message, or even thinking back through your life, you know, maybe a school teacher who really supported you. If you sit down and write these things out again, you're bringing that image, that visceral experience to mind once more, which helps to rewire the brain, which helps to cultivate those positive pathways. It doesn't have to be an everyday practice. It doesn't have to be the case that every day you set aside 20-30 minutes, it could be maybe three times a week, maybe once a week, you set aside five to 10 minutes to reflect. And I would suggest that you do it at a time where you have more energy. What I mean by this is if in the morning or if after a physical movement practice or a breathing practice, you feel like you've got a bit more energy in your body, that's a great time to engage in the gratitude practice because you're going to experience that higher emotional state, which just makes it easier to integrate the feelings of gratitude, to integrate the transformation that is part of this practice. However, it doesn't have to be glamorous. You know, it would be lovely if you were burning candles and you had a sacred space and a ritual around it. But it might be more practical that when you go to the loo, you get out your phone and jot down a couple of dot points of things that you're grateful for rather than scrolling social media you do what works for you. So if you would like to engage in a gratitude practice and you have a little bit more space, you have a little bit of energy behind this, what I would like you to do is to turn the kettle on. And as the kettle is boiling, go and grab a beautiful diary journal that you might have around. If not just a couple of pieces of paper and a nice pen. I love a good pen, a liquid pen that can make it all the more romantic pour yourself a nice cup of tea if you have a candle around that's meaningful for you go ahead and light it get comfortable and what i would like you to do is to start writing i'd like you to start writing three points the first three points i'd like you to write are three things that you are grateful for today so this can be simple this can be the fact that you are sitting perhaps in a safe neighborhood Perhaps in a home that feels really good and nourishing for you. Perhaps you're grateful for the warm cup of tea you have. If there are people in your life that you're grateful for, I would include them on this this list as well, because the research would suggest that the more we're able to be grateful for people and relationships in our life, it's actually a little bit more beneficial than just focusing on things. So if there are some wonderful people, some important relationships that you can acknowledge, take a moment to include this on your list. From here, if you've got a bit more energy and space, you might start to build what I call your default gratitude list. So you could have this list at the back of your journal or on a separate sheet of paper and start to list things in your life generally that you're grateful for, not necessarily just today. The reason I'd like you to build this list is that in times that are really challenging and painful for you, where it's harder for you to even get out of bed or shower in the morning, if you have this list, you can look at it and start to really cultivate a visceral sense of these things that you're gratitude for helping to transform the emotional state in times that you're struggling. I have one more practice that I'd like you to do now if you've got the space for it. And this is one of the most profound gratitude practices. This is called a gratitude letter. Now you can write this in your journal. You don't have to give this letter to someone. However, you might choose to write it on a separate piece of paper so that you can hand this letter to someone when you've completed it. I'd like you to think of someone in your life who has made a difference. Maybe it was the school teacher growing up that saw potential in you. Maybe it was a friend's mom who made a special effort when things were tough at your house to make sure you felt welcome. Maybe it's a really good friend or a family member. Address this letter to them and start to detail why you are grateful for them, what difference they have made in your life, how they've transformed the trajectory of your life, and how you truly feel about them. As you write this letter, not only are you engendering a heartfeltness in your body and your being, but should you, at the end of writing this letter, choose to give it to them? What a profound gift, right? Gratitude is ultimately what we would call a pro-social behavior while it's something we can do alone, it changes how we relate to the world. Our thoughts affect our feelings, which affect our body sensations, which affects our behavior, which affects how we show up. So if you can engage in these gratitude practices, you're going to change how you're showing up in the world. And perhaps in handing this letter to someone you care deeply about, you might change how they're experiencing the world at this point in time. So a little opportunity to lean into a few practices and then decide what works for you. From this point forward, you might once a week write a gratitude letter, or you might once a week write some dot points on what you enjoyed, what you were thankful for in the day. Now, as you've finished off your writing, I'd like you to take a moment just to breathe into your body to sit and to notice how you feel viscerally. Where our attention goes, our energy flows. As you notice the state in your being, you're going to carry this with you as you close your journal, as you get out of this chair, and as you head out into your day, knowing that you can return to this state by bringing to mind, by bringing to heart the writings, the reflections that you've done in these moments. So if you would like to connect, I can be found at drcaitlin.com and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Caitlin. If you would like a few prompts and an opportunity to really hone in on your gratitude practice, I have a daily gratitude journal that you can download in the show notes wherever you're listening to this episode.
1: Thank you for filling your cup with me today. I'm Alira Potter. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Insta is alira.potter. I'll be back in your ears on Sunday with something a little bit more saucy to fill your cup. This episode is produced by Michaela Floriano. The executive producer is Tia Usage. If you believe in what we do here at Mamma Mia and you want to support a purpose-driven women's media company, consider becoming a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's more information in our show notes. I'll see you Wednesday. Bye.